Hubhopper Originals. To start your podcast for free, log on to studio.hubhopper.com. This episode is sponsored by Blue Microphones. Head on to community.hubhopper.com to check out their amazing range of products. The Blue Microphone consists of the Blue Voice technology, which produces clear broadcast quality sound for podcasting and is compatible with both Mac and Windows. The Blue Microphone range is highly recommended for all podcasters. This episode is brought to you by Wishmaker, India's fastest growing online casino. Sign up on wishmaker.com slash podcast and start playing today. Hello and welcome back to Heart on My Steve. This is Mancha Kaur and I'm so happy to have you back on the show. This week's guest is celebrity and bridal stylist Sanjana Batra. You've probably come across her work on your favorite actress's Instagram page. From Pariniti Chopra to Shilpa Shetty to Isha Gupta, most of the leading ladies of Bollywood swear by her. And while her dreamy yet fresh, feminine chic style has invariably made its way to more than one of our Pinterest boards, the first half of our conversation brings out a very different side to her. With relatable insights shedding light on important societal issues that we rarely address. In this episode, we talk about what a healthy body image looks like, touch upon mental wellness and Sanjana's quarantine epiphanies. We talk about making a good first impression and of course there's an abundance of advice for fine-tuning your personal style. Later on in the episode, Sanjana also gives her advice on bridal styling and on planning a seamless post-corona wedding. And here's Sanjana. Hi, how's it going? Good, how are you? I'm good. Are you in Delhi or? Yeah, yeah, I've been in Delhi for the last three months now. So how's that been? Honestly, I don't get so much time at home ever. So it's been good from that perspective. But now I'm ready to get back to work. Yeah. Hoping that sooner than later, but it looks like it's going to take some time. But can't complain. I'm still very comfortable. So yeah, yeah, of course. How have you been? I've been good. It's been a really romantic time for Gautam and me, because <laughs> it's been just the two of us for the first month and a half. Even our Didi wasn't there and stuff like that. Right. <laughs> nice. Cute. Yeah, yeah. It's been nice. I mean, there's no running away from it. So yeah, best thing to do is enjoy it and just like embrace it, right? So. Exactly. But have you been working otherwise? Like, how have you been managing that? No, there's no work happening right now. Like, shoots are at a standstill and there are no events happening. So, yeah. just a little bit of social media activations here and there. But other than that, nothing major. I first just wanted to start off with how you've used this period of lockdown to soul search a little bit and what it's taught you or what has it made you think about more? You know, honestly speaking, when I first came to Delhi, people were getting a little wary about getting out and work was slowing down and people were saying that there might be a slowdown for a bit. I didn't imagine this to be, I mean, none of us did, right? None of us imagined this to be as long drawn as it has been and for it to become such a big part of our realities. But it has, for what it's worth, given a lot of time to some of us who are privileged enough to not worry about the day-to-day things, like have a home and food on your table and your basics are taken care of and that's why you have so much time I think to introspect and think about the various aspects of your life and I feel like for me the biggest learning or takeaway has been 
that I've always been someone who's running from pillar to post and that is the nature of my job and that's the nature of my life because of that just by default and don't get me wrong it's thrilling and I love it and it's what keeps me going but I've realized that sometimes it takes away the actual joy from what you're doing so i think i've learned to just like kind of live in the moment take each day as it comes not that i was much of a planner even otherwise but i almost didn't have time to even reflect on my choices or the things i was doing or the things i would truly maybe want to make time for so i think having a slightly more balanced approach between work and your personal life and owning the fact that it's okay to maybe slow down and not be as much a part of the rat race as we imagine it's important to be which is much easier said than done don't get me wrong right yeah so i feel from my perspective luckily i've not had to worry about really big things the way people have to worry about i mean a lot of people have been let off and then there are people who just have to worry about basic things like i said where they're staying and the food that they're eating luckily i feel that way i've been blessed that i don't have to worry about these basics but it has led to just an overall assessment of life and how we all go about leading it and how we don't really truly cherish whatever we have and focus on what we don't have so that has been a huge learning now it's one thing that you know we all have these feelings right now i just hope we can i feel human beings are very short lived memories so i i just hope that i can hold on to a few of these things even when i go back to life as we know it or the new normal whatever that would be but yeah that's pretty much it i would say yeah You no, know, that's so true and it's funny that you mentioned it literally 2 hours ago that's what Gautam and I were talking about as well yeah you're just running around and especially if you're somebody who has chosen the path of doing what you love it's unfortunate that even there we tend to get caught up in the rat race and yeah. then do at moments forget why you started to begin with and you do forget the little wins that used to mean the world to you and also i think another thing to really like draw attention to is the fact that if you think about the last 3 months we've all needed just that much to make us truly happy it doesn't require fancy meals at a restaurant or traveling even everyone's been happy with just having a home having good food on their table and truly being able to spend time with the people who are close to them these are the basic things that give you happiness so i think we all subliminally know this but somehow to realize that i think was a good eye opener for a lot of people there have been phases when you're running after these material goals almost and yes. realizing that like you said the people around you maybe your interests feeding them a little more yeah family and making sure that the ones that you do care about you have more communication with yeah. what i want to talk about next is healthy body image and how you define it and also is there something that you say to your clients on the days that they aren't feeling particularly great about their bodies So when it comes to healthy body image I feel the most important thing is that you have to be comfortable in your own skin and that's much easier said than done it's a process and it's a daily process it's something that you're constantly grappling with and learning and finding ways to better yourself but having said that I feel like I personally grew up at a time when social media I mean it wasn't even there for what it's worth so I feel you know my understanding of what body image and how i feel about myself or just what i consider to be a positive body image was very different from say today's generation because here now we have very unrealistic beauty standards out there constantly in our face we are constantly made to believe that that is the goal 
and unfortunately i think it's much easier said than done because when you are at a certain age you're very impressionable and you might feel that that is what will truly give you happiness but the bottom line is we all know that there are enough people who look the way they do like supermodels and they're not truly happy despite that so i think just having an understanding of who you are what your body type is your relationship with food and fitness and health is also very important because there are a lot of people who undereat to look a certain way and then they're truly miserable they might physically look great but they're truly miserable and by the end of it you could look your best but if you're not feeling good inside it's not really going to help you feel your best and when it comes to my clients there's nothing i really say as a woman as a girl i totally understand that in a month we go through so many different hormonal changes there will be days you feel better about your body and there are days you don't feel so great and that's fine embrace that feeling let it happen and it's okay and if it means that you're motivated to eat a little less that day or you want to work harder at the gym the next day that's up to you too it's a personal choice right so i don't really get into that because i believe it's a personal space but as a stylist i try my best to work around whatever they're comfortable with and to bring out the best in them you know so if someone is having a bad day and it's not necessarily related to your body right it could be a bad hair day it could be yeah. you have a breakout one day uh, you could just be not feeling good i think the bottom line for me is to make you feel like the best version of yourself and bring out the best in you via how you're dressed so that's potentially what i focus on and luckily most of the people i work with that we are very secure i have to say and they work very hard all year round at being fit and staying fit so it's great that way yeah and that's so important like you said yeah when all of us were growing up i think the big thing was that even when you would look at unrealistic body standards it would be very very occasional because it be when you get that magazine or when you watch that movie like when all of us were say i don't know 4 5 6 7 8 but now you're bombarded on a second to second basis with 5000 images of perfect looking people our perception of perfect looking people because those pictures are clearly touched up and photoshopped and airbrushed it's an unrealistic beauty standard because it doesn't exist and more importantly it's telling you that you better fit in this mold otherwise you're not good enough and that subconsciously is very detrimental to anyone who is growing up or who is getting to know who they are or like you know discovering themselves and more importantly i think it's very important to realize that models are models for a reason there is a certain genetic advantage they've had and there is a certain body structure and body type they've had just the way if you're an athlete yes you work very hard at getting where you are but you do have a genetic advantage as well you do have a talent that you were born with as well which you honed and you know uh, developed so i do feel like a lot of times you're comparing yourself because i know a lot of models and a lot of people who are naturally lean naturally skinny and they eat what they like that is their body type they just have a different metabolic rate not every model is starving herself or himself so my point is i think it's also very important to realize that you don't know who you are and be comfortable with it and it's a very hard process it's a very long process and it happens over the years i think but it's so important because like you're saying when we were growing up celebrities and models were always aspirational to us but i don't think any of us you know what hard on ourselves in making sure we become like them at least the people i grew up with and the people i was surrounded with i never came across that none of us were on these crazy diets or 
like literally be so harsh on ourselves to look a certain way but now i feel because like you said it's something that's in your face at all points and there's no running away and escaping from it that somewhere these have become the role models and unfortunately set up for disappointment to us having said that i do think the conversation is changing and people are getting a lot more aware and starting to focus more on health and you know fitness and how they feel i do think that change is happening but i still think we're a long no, way I, away i was reading this article the other day and it said that so about 25% of kids under the age of 7 have been on some sort of diet like have tried dieting which is shocking and i don't think when we were that age that was even a thought that any of us had and the second thing is that regardless of like you said how good you look as far as society is concerned you know those set standards that people tend to or try to adhere to the person in my opinion at least and this is entirely my opinion the person who i think shines brightest is that person who at the start of this conversation you said is comfortable in their own skin and yeah sort of confidence i think it it brings something to the face that just simple features don't and yeah. that's something that all of us should really try to follow and try to find in ourselves and especially at a point like this and obviously i'm only talking about people who are lucky and privileged enough to not worry about other things it's a good time to look within and find those things about yourself that go over and above just how you look Absolutely. and start to find worth in those things more than your sweatpants feeling a little tight today or something like that so yeah exactly i think we need to stop being so attached to how we look and deriving happiness or uh unhappiness from it you know yeah. i think the bottom line is it's okay for you to be aware be careful uh, make an effort but the moment it's affecting how you feel about a certain day and it's affecting your day to day life i think that's when you know it's problematic plus also i mean we have to say that we had the privilege of having a much longer childhood like we were just kind of more protected and that we were a lot more sheltered and now i think like girls in specific are not i mean most of them are hitting puberty as early as 8 you know as 7 like there are girls hitting puberty as early as that if i'm not wrong so that obviously makes you aware of a lot of other things that maybe people like us were not even thinking of during our childhood years so i think it's bound to happen each generation is bound to evolve and change and have a different way of being and maybe that is their normal but personally i find it a little detrimental to your sense of self So yeah definitely you mentioned part of looking your best also means feeling your best what are the things that sanjana does <laughs> to improve upon your mental wellness and health in general honestly it's such a i don't think i have a process so to speak but i've realized that it's okay to embrace how you're feeling and feel yeah. that emotion versus try to suppress it or divert yourself from feeling it because i feel it'll come up somewhere else than at some other point so there've been days through this period in fact because when you really are idle you have all the time in the world to feel everything that you're feeling so there have been days where i've been feeling low and just not myself and not motivated and you know there are days i've tried to like chat with friends and watch a show and you know do a little 
face and hair mask or like even meditate or even do yoga and make myself feel better or eat something I like. These are things that we tell ourselves that we feel better by doing these things. And yeah, they'll help you divert your mind and how you're feeling for the time being. But by the end of it, they're only diversions. So I truly believe that if you're feeling like shit, if you're not feeling good, it's fine. Embrace the emotion. Let it happen. And it's okay. It's okay for you to feel different things. I don't know why we shy away from feeling sad or feeling low or we're very happy to embrace feeling happy. But then why aren't we equally welcoming of an emotion like feeling sad or feeling unmotivated or anything that doesn't require you to be at the top of your game. I feel like it's important to just let yourself be. And honestly, this time has really been a good learning of that also, because ordinarily, I'll be very honest, like on most days, my days are so busy that I don't even have time to feel these things maybe, you know. And like you're saying, there doesn't have to be a reason that you're feeling bad. There doesn't have to be a reason you're feeling low or not like yourself or you're feeling sad there could be nothing or there could be everything from the news all around you to you know what's happening in your personal or professional life but irrespective if you're feeling a certain way I think there's no problem in just embracing it doing whatever you can to get out of it whether it means listening to music working out talking to friends cooking or baking or spending time with family or your dogs or whoever but I just feel the important thing is to know that it's okay to feel like that and it's fine to embrace that feeling and not really try to suppress it also that's really really great advice you're right I think society always pushes us towards almost a level of toxic positivity where you put a smile on your face and like you slap it on whether you're feeling good or you're not and like it's almost been associated with being brave and just brush it off. But I think, you know, actually being brave means embracing those feelings, however hard yeah. it may be. Exactly. And that's great advice. Like a lot of times people tend to slot you as moody mm-hmm. or someone temperamental just because you're showing your mood. I think that's so wrong, actually, because as human beings, we're allowed to feel different moods and we're allowed to have different moods. And it doesn't mean that I have to redirect my anger or whatever I'm feeling at someone who doesn't really figure in my life. But if people around me see it, there shouldn't be any shame in that. But I think it's high time that we start normalizing feeling sad or angry or upset or just a little like demotivated. There's nothing wrong in these emotions. Of course, if you're having thoughts like this more often than not, then you could seek help, professional help. But you should know that as a human being, it's totally fine to feel various emotions. And I've had various friends reach out to me during this time and they're like, I'm having a bad day today. I don't know why. I don't know what the reason is. I've been through the same. I'm just not feeling good. And literally, that's all it takes. There's no other real digging or getting to the bottom of what the reason is. Sometimes you just don't feel great. I think, you know, we're conditioned to believe that you should always be happy and be grateful and feel positive about anything and everything around you. It's technically not possible. So it's just about truly embracing the emotion. Yeah, and like you have seven colors in a rainbow. We have many, many, many emotions and yeah, we just yeah. on that one color and if we feel any of the other ones, it's just not okay. So I think a lot of people are going to feel better hearing this little yeah. part of the conversation. So moving on to styling. Yes. What are the few things in your opinion that characterize a good sense of style? I think for me, you know, being consistent with your style choices is very important. 
and also i feel just having a sense of ease is a very underrated quality so i feel just being yourself being true to who you are being consistent with who you are in your choices and having a sense of effortlessness to it that for me is a good sense of style that for me is someone who has signature style or you know classic timeless style it normally is an extension of your personality your style and the way you put yourself together because you're constantly curating and updating how you're looking and that is an extension of you so i truly believe that for me a good sense of style is not someone who looks you know overly put together at all points who has every accessory coordinated down to the t for me that is something that's very uh, engineered and almost clinically put together i always like a sense of effortlessness that's always something that i notice in someone and also consistency like i said when you see someone who's constantly consistent with their style whatever that might be you could be slightly more eclectic you could be a little more classic you could be a little more traditional you could be a little more i mean hipster in your style it doesn't matter i think just having consistent choices is a very unique quality to have and do you think effortlessness is something that you either have or you don't have i think inherently it has to be there for sure just the way you can't teach someone to have a good eye or a good yeah. aesthetic also aesthetic is so subjective of course so i'm not saying that there'll be someone who has good aesthetic and someone who doesn't but i do think yes it's very inherent it's very innate it has a lot to do with your observation skills it has a lot to do with how much you kind of absorb in situations your sense of effortlessness has a lot to do with what you inherently are and how you see yourself and your understanding of who you are you know so i do feel that because there are a lot of people who follow templates who follow trends that they want to recreate and uh, they able to recreate it and look good but for me the people who stand out when i look at someone who's effortlessly stylish and consistently stylish i feel that for me stands out more i am not saying that someone who puts more of an effort into it doesn't end up looking good you can have the same result but you always know when someone is innately more stylish because they will be stylish even when they're trying not to be they will be stylish even in the most ordinary circumstances when you catch them they will add their own sense of self to whatever they're wearing or whatever they're doing but it's so subjective you know i mean i might look at someone and think they have a great sense of style and then someone else might find that very underwhelming or overwhelming so i think it's so subjective but for me personally i've realized whenever i think of people who have good sense of style i've always noticed that there is a certain level of effortlessness and consistency in their choices okay so coming to first impression how would you style somebody who is either going for an interview and also somebody who is going on their first date how would you style them <laughs> so i think with an interview you want to make an effort but you don't want to be over the top you don't want it to be a distraction because you're going there in most setups of course if you're going in a corporate setup or even in a slightly more casual setup i think just keeping it classic and simple with minor accessories to elevate your look is the way i would do it i like sharp tailored silhouettes so i would recommend something like that but i wouldn't recommend anything too loud anything too busy anything that would be overwhelming or draw away attention from who you are that's all so i don't think that's the place to kind of experiment and do that and for your first date again like i think it's very important to 
be comfortable yet feel your best i think choosing a silhouette that really makes you feel your best is very important so if you feel the best in dresses please wear a dress if you like wearing pants wear pants don't feel like you need to fit into a mold or need to copy paste a look that you've seen and for a date i think i would recommend sticking true to your personal style and also the silhouette that truly you feel flatters your body and you feel most comfortable in yeah and are there any things that one should be wary of to avoid making a poor first impression okay i personally feel a badly fitted outfit is something that i would avoid entirely there are a lot of times that you know you see an outfit it's great but unfortunately when you try it on it doesn't fit well the fabric isn't flattering so that i feel is something that you should avoid because if something doesn't fit well you're constantly going to be visibly uncomfortable in it and constantly try to adjust it i've seen this at various points there've been times when i tend to style a lot of actors for events which are just short events where there'll be a photo op and not much movement and stuff but i've realized that it doesn't work because just from the time that they're walking out the door they're uncomfortable and i feel like bad fit is something that you should avoid entirely also an overkill with hair makeup is very important to avoid feel a lot of times people are wearing a statement making outfit and then they'll go all out with hair makeup and simplicity is just you know the way forward so personally i feel like just going simpler with your hair makeup is a good way forward and even your accessories i think less is more basically you know for me uh that is the philosophy i work with less is definitely more and very few people have that innate ability to effortlessly carry off something overpowering yeah. Yeah. obviously it's so contextual it depends on where you're going your meeting with setup you're in it depends it differs from situation to situation but in general i feel like these are the things i consistently try to keep in mind okay due to corona weddings have obviously taken a big hit but yeah. what things do start to return back to normal a little bit and there's this post corona wedding season that happens and i'm sure it will what's your style advice to brides for their wedding day there's and meet their mandi but also how can they start prepping right now so that they pull off a more seamless event since they do have more time than yeah, yeah. you know as unfortunate as the situation is for anyone who was planning their wedding or who was about to get married i think The beauty of the situation is that you have time to reassess what kind of celebration you want to have, what kind of bride you want to be, the sartorial choices you want to make. And I feel a lot of times in India, especially as brides, people are encouraged and expected to shop so much and literally hoard clothes because it's almost treated like this is that one time that you will be shopping in your lives, which let's be real like most of us don't, you know, we do shop Yeah. pretty much all year round or you know when the occasion demands and i personally find this whole concept of trousseau really outdated from that perspective because i feel a lot of people tend to collect things that they feel they'll wear and one year down the line there's something newer better more exciting out there which they want to get and then they don't have real use for those things so i'm a big believer of investing in classics i've always said this and i feel that's up to you to decide what the classics are I don't think it's the same for everyone for somebody it could be they want to invest in jewelry and just invest in a few pieces that they feel they could revisit and rewear from time to time 
and for some people it's just you know having a few key outfits that they can reinvent and rewear yeah. in different ways irrespective it has a lot to do with your personal style for me personally you know, i love chokers so for me a polki choker is a must have you know i love silver oxidized jewelry so i love a good pair of jhumkas a nice shawl you know because i think in delhi north india in general you end up using shawls so much for winter weddings and stuff could be a nice banarasi a lehenga which you can rewear in various ways but in general what i would say to the brides out there is that try to invest in pieces that you feel you would be able to reuse rewear reinvent and also don't focus on collecting in terms of the number of outfits or number of things buy fewer things that you will truly have value for and i think a great way of planning your outfits is by luckily we have the internet and it has unending amounts of inspiration and all the designers put their work out there so you can just go online and you know spend days browsing and creating a mood board and figuring out the designer you want in figuring the look you want the aesthetic that you would like for your you know outfits and i think just kind of creating a mood board or a vision board or like a a pinterest board of whatever you're looking at i think that's a very good way in starting the process because right now physically obviously you can't maybe make as many visits as you'd like to make but eventually it's going to help you streamline and you know waste yeah. less time in kind of looking at anything and everything and confusing yourself even more so you know everything from figuring out a silhouette to a color palette to the kind of embroidery you want literally you can find everything on the internet which is the beauty of the situation and personally for me i mean when it comes to mehndi sangeet wedding for weddings i truly believe like something classic is always a winner and i don't believe in keeping it very trend focused i'm not saying every bride has to be traditional but i think there should be a timeless kind of quality to whatever you choose to wear because you're going to be revisiting those pictures fairly often most of the time you have those pictures up in your house and you don't want to be looking at pictures five years down the line and feeling like why did i do this or it didn't look like me and but i think brides are really realizing that now so that change has anyway started happening for your sangeet i think most people like to keep it a little more glamorous i mean that's where they like to truly experiment and keep it a little more extravagant so i think jewel tone colors metallics work beautifully you know you can play around with slightly sexier silhouettes with that even kind of find a way to blend an indo western influence maybe like have a lehenga that has a slightly more western influence to it in terms of its embroidery or the silhouette and with your mehndi i feel it's just about keeping it fun playful colorful there has to be a certain ease to whatever you choose so i think for mehndi that's a good one but yeah i think the important thing to do is to kind of streamline what kind of bride you want to be and understand that and know who the right people are to help you get that outfit because a lot of times i think the biggest problem is that there are too many choices you know so just having clarity on what your choices can and should be is a great way forward yeah like you said there are phases that are super busy for you and your work does spill over into the weekend are there any ways in which you creatively manage your time so for example if you have back to back events or shoots or whatever yeah. you're working on how do you make sure that you're able to fit all of that into the day without you know yourself losing your mind yeah so you know actually i have to say i'm not a very systematic person and i'm also not very good with time management 
but somehow with work i am it's just almost strange but anyone who knows me in my personal life will be like you're not the best when it comes to you know making lists and being diligent about it or being on time at all points but with work somehow comes very naturally to me i think i work best under high stress situations that's just how i've always been and i switch into some kind of mode where i have blinkers on and then that's all i can do or see so for me personally there's no process so to speak i just feel when the time comes and when the stakes are high i'm very focused and i'm very i would say i'm fairly hard working if i say i'm going to get done with something i'll find a way to make it happen basically i don't normally ever commit to something that i'm not sure i can deliver so that's literally been it and that's been the way i've worked over the last few years and there are times of course when i know subconsciously or consciously even that i need to be a little more systematic and organized and make lists and make these excel sheets and stuff but it's not for me you know i'll do it for a few days and i've realized that i completely like default by the end of it so i guess i find order in the chaos in a weird way so yeah, yeah. No, I really relate to that because I'm very much like you in that regard. For me, it's either hundred or zero. I find yeah. it hard to be at fifty and function at fifty. I don't know about you, but for me, Gautam is so good at managing his time, and like despite you know the pressure of sort of running a company where you have fifty people who are answerable to you and you have to look after them, like he still is much more organized than I am. Yeah. So does your work sometimes spill over into your personal life? I I think like my husband Abral is also extremely systematic and clockwork with things and he's very proper about it. and that's also the nature of the job to the extent that you have to focus a little more on the fine print and you know be a lot more methodical things that's the nature of his job but i think somewhere i don't know like there are times that he'll tell me that you know be a little more systematic you need to have a process and order in place and like i said i have tried to implement it various times my father is also very systematic and very organized as a person but somehow it doesn't come naturally to me and i realize that's okay because clearly what i am doing is also working for me right so if i was constantly failing at what i was doing because of the process i would be very happy and open to changing it up but i realize that for me to truly thrive i don't need boundaries i don't need that template i just need to be you know so that works and i think these are things that you know we imagine that are so important and you can't get ahead in life if you're not yeah systematic i mean as long as you're hard working and you're willing to do what it takes i think it's fine I have people around me even my sister for example is big on lists and big on being organized and it works really well for them so I can't deny that it's it's a big advantage to have but unfortunately it seems like more work to me than actually not <laughs> yeah I think one of my biggest irritations of myself is that my best work comes when I am really pressed for time and I literally force myself to Yeah. absolute last second and i'm really happy with the result when that happens but that mental torture that i put myself through that's yeah. that i really do not enjoy but yeah <laughs> yeah no i feel similarly so i'm just going to get into a quick 5 minute rapid fire i've tried to okay. keep things light and fun so in that spirit yeah. so the first question that i have for you is have you ever had a wardrobe malfunction Yeah, sure. I have. Yeah, I've had things like the zip come undone and stuff. I have had that for sure. Yeah. Uh-huh. 
but no nothing so extreme that it literally throws me off completely yeah. it's always been a fixable wardrobe malfunction okay. luckily yeah. i have certain hacks that i can use but yeah i haven't had anything too extreme no so you got married not too long ago is there anything that you wish you could change in terms of your outfit choices or generally not yet <laughs> let me see a year or two down the line but no not yet i gave a lot of thought to them and put in a lot of thought because that was the one thing i was worried about will i regret any of these choices but no i'm very instinctive when it comes to things i like and don't like and i think like for me nothing wardrobe related somehow yeah. i wasn't worried about that at all i think for me makeup was more of a point i would worry about because i like to keep it more natural and i don't like anything yeah. too intense and it doesn't work for me but luckily i had two friends who are very talented sableen manchanda and aarti nair you know doing my makeup so i wasn't worried at all because i knew i was in good hands but if at all i would worry a lot about hair and makeup because that's something i'm very particular about and i don't really technically like the way traditionally you know yeah. a bride might go about yeah. about it so yeah styling guys for the most part is kind of limited to celebrities i'd say in general like what is your advice to guys who are listening in or girls who want to help out their boyfriend husband brother father friend just look a little more put together fit fit i find men wear sometimes wear very badly fitted outfits and that just doesn't do anything for them i think men look the best when they just dress simply and sharp and you know it doesn't require that much more to really stand out in a crowd but i feel like fit is something that's very crucial and important i normally find most people wear things that are oversized i i find that they wear things that don't fit them well and then they just make them look bigger than they are i've seen this happen very often with people in our dad's generations to even the younger generation and then of course like with the younger generation some of them wear clothes that are too tight also so i think just focusing on well fitted garments are very important when you're hungover what are the one or two things that you do to look more fresh and sort of mask the fact that you're really really out of it i think for me it's concealer for sure because yeah. my eyes tend to be the problem and yeah there's nothing much you can do i mean you tend to be a little bloated at times so then just dress smartly just wear something that will hide the problem areas but i feel more often than not i'm just feeling so out of it that no matter what i'm looking like it doesn't matter it doesn't change how i'm feeling but concealer i think is the biggest hack i would say cuz i normally tend to have bags under my eyes if i'm hungover okay three things three different people that you really admire i mean there are many women who inspire me and who i admire for various reasons literally like people i meet on a day to day basis to public figures of course but i think anyone who is able to seamlessly balance their personal and professional life i truly admire that in someone and i truly admire people who are able to have their opinions and to stick by their opinions and to voice their opinions when necessary and this in specific for public figures who don't shy away from calling someone out when they feel let down when they feel bullied when they feel wrong really admire that someone has a backbone and another thing that personally i'm always attracted to in people is if you're good to animals i mean i love animals so i feel anyone i see who truly is very compassionate and giving towards animals and just an animal lover that's the quality that i'm constantly drawn to and all my close friends i can say have that quality they all love animals 
So I think these are the three things that I tend to find very inspiring and attractive in people. That's a really good answer. This was a lot of fun, Sanjana. Thank you so much. Thank you. Take care. Bye. Bye. And with that, we come to an end of this episode. I really hope that you enjoyed listening to it as much as we enjoyed recording it. If you don't follow Sanjana already, you can find her on Instagram for a daily dose of wardrobe and festive wear inspiration. Her handle is at the rate Sanjana Batra. That's S A N J A N A B A T R A. Next week's episode is still in the works, so I'm not going to share any names. But what I can share with you is that she's somebody really, really special, and I know that you're going to love it. So that you don't miss that episode or any future episodes, make sure to click on the subscribe button or the bell icon. You can follow our Instagram handle, that's at the rate Heart of My Sea official, for more insights into our amazing guests each week, behind the scenes, personal growth content, and to become a more active member of the Homes community. If you want to reach out to me personally and check out my vegan recipes, you can find me on Instagram at manchakoranand. See you next Wednesday. Bye. इस हब हॉपर ओरिजिनल को सुनने के लिए आपका शुक्रिया अगर आप भी अपना पॉडकास्ट लॉन्च करना चाहते हैं तो हब हॉपर स्टूडियो वेबसाइट पे रजिस्टर करें और एक मिनट के अंदर अंदर अपना खुद का पॉडकास्ट लॉन्च करें यही नहीं स्टूडियो देता है आपको पूरी आजादी कहीं भी कभी भी अपना पॉडकास्ट लॉन्च करने की सिर्फ तीन आसान स्टेप्स में तो साथ में अपना पॉडकास्ट शुरू करने के लिए तैयार जस्ट हॉप ऑन हब हॉपर सिंपली कॉन्टेंट